0: Well, good morning, my friends, and welcome to the final Cup of Joe podcast for this week. It is Friday, October the 9th. And again, I uh, hope wherever you are, uh, you are doing well, uh, that um, you are excited, not only because it's Friday uh, and the weekend is before us, uh, that this good weather is treating you well, and again, that you just uh, are, are living in the presence and uh, and the goodness of God wherever you are today. Let's break open God's Word together. We continue. We, the last two days, we've uh, opened up uh, the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. We will continue through the 11th chapter today almost immediately following um, yesterday's reading. The last two days were focused on prayer, less so today. But uh, you'll see that a bit of a longer reading today. Chapter of Luke 11, uh, verses 15 to 26. So, Luke 11, 15 to 26, let's uh, listen to God's word together. We're reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When Jesus had driven out a demon, some of the crowds said, By the power of Beelzebul, the prince of demons, he drives out demons. Others, to test him, asked him for a sign from heaven. But he knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be laid waste, and house will fall against house. And if Satan is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that it is by Beelzebub that I drive out demons. If I then drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your own people drive them out? Therefore they will be your judges." But if it is by the finger of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man fully armed guards his palace, his possessions are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks and overcomes him, he takes away the armor on which he relied and distributes the spoils. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When an unclean spirit goes out of someone, it roams through arid regions searching for rest, but finding none, it says, I shall return to my home from which I came. But upon returning, it finds it swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and brings back seven other spirits, more wicked than itself, who move in and dwell there. And the last condition of that man is worse than the first. My friends, the gospel of the Lord, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, yeah, a lot of imagery here, a lot of uh, you know people being laid to waste, and and demons just you know popping out, and uh, this, that, and the other thing. Um, so, where do we where do we start? Where, what do we what do we talk about here? I guess I'd like to focus on two things. Um, the first is this, you know that that people were doubting him and wondering how where does he get this authority and this power from it must be you know that that it's by the power of Beelzebub who the prince of demons that so he's doing it uh because hell has given him you know okay they they respond to him and so so he has power over these demons just for this show, so we're going to be ensnared by him. And others say, hey, you know, give us a sign from heaven that, that you're on the right path because, you know, we're not buying this one. Um, which is so interesting, brothers and sisters. Not, and I don't think totally unfounded, I, I think we must be prudent in who we're following to and who we're listening to uh, to make sure that what they speak of is actually pointing us to the kingdom of heaven, to the kingdom of God, uh, closer to uh, uh, the Trinitarian God that we worship. Uh, And and Jesus, he he confirms that later. we have to be prudent and and part of that prudence is we need to see who is this person how are they how are they speaking but more importantly or just as importantly how are they acting uh does do these actions, do these attitudes, do these these um, words, do they mesh with my understanding of who and what God is, and how who and what uh, how God would come to us, and has come to us in the person of Jesus Christ? And if our answer is yes, then indeed, brothers and sisters, becomes that sign from heaven. Jesus is challenging, or being challenged. He's driving out demons. These. Agents who are actively working against the kingdom of heaven. He's driving them out and saying, be gone. And and showing the victory and the power of God over them. But yet they're not buying it. They're they're making excuses and hiding behind them so they don't have to follow him. And and of course the question for all of us is, and, and I hold this signpost up to myself, is do we hide behind such things too? Because if I really do believe that Jesus is the Christ... Well, man, then, then I have to listen to him. Then I have to follow his words. Then I have to realize it's in his footsteps that I need to be walking. And that's a lot of work where it's easier just to say, ah, prince of demons. That's why you're doing it. And, and you know, again, so he's challenging them. And he, and he uses these various examples, strong men and, and other things here. but But he gets to the point, whoever is not with me is against me. You know, and, and that's, that's such a wonderful line in the sand that he's drawing is, which side are you on? I'm walking over here. Are you coming with me? Because if you're not, then, then let's, let's make sure we understand what that means. Whoever is not with me is against me. Now, it, it, I love it, you know, in, in this wonderful spiritual wisdom not only of Christ, just spiritual wisdom. You know, here he says this this line in Luke, whoever is not with me is against me. And it is 100% true. But he also says another time, if you remember, John, uh, I think it's John and James, some of his disciples come up to him and say, hey, we found these other people baptizing in your name over here. Uh, And we commanded them to stop. And he said, don't do that. Because it was never, whoever is not against us is for us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't you love Jesus? Because both are true. Here he says, "Whoever is not with me is against me." If you're gonna, if you're gonna sit here and say you're not giving us a sign from heaven, the act of actively driving out uh, the the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of hell here, and uh, and you've got to decide. Okay, are you with me in that act of driving out or not? Uh, or are you standing with me? or Are you gonna? You know, just come up with excuses. His point here is correct. Whoever is not with me is against me. But on the other one, too, it's 100% correct. But here's someone baptizing in, in uh, Jesus' name, even though he's not with the same group, uh, and not with the right people, didn't have the right credentials, whatever it was, but yet he's inviting people to conversion to follow Jesus. And there he says, whoever is not against us is for us. Both are true. We have to decide which side of the line we're going to be on. Uh, Because Jesus says it to us today. Are we simply going to hide behind things and excuses uh, and, and, oh, I need signs? You know, you haven't given me enough. Show me more before I get off my couch. Um, And Jesus says, you know what? I'm moving. I'm moving. And if you're not with me, well, it tells me where you are. Because if Jesus is moving, we got to be moving. You know, he says, get thee behind me, Satan. Meaning, don't, don't try to lead me. And, and don't, don't make him do a song and dance for you and I to get off our couch. He's shown us who he is. He's shown us in our life. He's shown us in scripture. He's shown us in the church. He's shown us in the world. This is who I am. Are you with me or against me? you following me? Or, uh, or you you know, it's like when the disciples in John chapter 6 left. You know, he didn't run after them and say, hey, you misunderstood me. No, he just looked at his apostles and said, are you two going to leave? And Peter again, his confession of faith in John, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Yeah, yeah. Well, if he does, and we believe that. We've got to follow. We've got to be on that right side of that line. Last thing I'll say is that wonderful last paragraph. I love it. When an unclean spirit goes out of someone, roams through arid regions looking for rest, finding none, says, I'm going to go back to the place I came from, goes back, finds it swept clean, and says, hey, I'm going to go get my buddies. We're going to come in here and make it you know, far worse than the first. He comes back with with seven other spirits more wicked than himself. Um Itself, and I don't know if there's gender to demons. But um, so anyway, uh, I told you before. I um, uh, recently read a book called Addiction and Grace, a, a wonderful book by Gerald May. Second time I, I read it, I read it years and years ago too. Um, and it talks—he talks about addiction and his experience of addiction himself, but as a counselor dealing with people of addiction. And that addiction, brothers and sisters, is something we all deal with in our lives. All of us. It's just a question of what. It's it's those things to which we look for life, other than than the only one who can give us life, capital L, uh, to our God. And and it can be something like chocolate. It can be something like the Green Bay Packers, or it can be something far more deadly, such as a gambling debt or pornography or or uh, you know alcohol, drugs, whatever, and these things, they may seem innocuous, they may seem uh, uh, fairly innocent at first, but what they do is they, they get their roots within us, uh, and they become that, that thing we look not only for life, but they inhibit our freedom, because then we are not free, we are no longer free to choose, and, and it becomes, you know, that's a wonderful, wonderful first um, commandment of the 10, where we just say, ah, you know, there's only one God, you shall not have false gods before me. But if we look it up in in Exodus 20, uh, where it says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, that place of slavery, Uh, you shall not have false gods before me. Brothers and sisters, there's only one who can bring us out of our addictions, that place of slavery. And, and that's the demons we're talking about here. I, I, I really think that's th- this, this example Jesus uses is so good. Um, and, and when we, we rid of ourselves of that, of that uh, demon, of that addiction, what May talks about in this book is we can't just, okay, let's say my addiction was uh, smoking. And, and I rid myself of that, that I can't replace it with, now I'm going to replace it with eating. Or I'm going to replace it with, um, you know, um, going running. Nothing wrong with running. But if I'm doing it all the time to the point where my body is breaking down or I look to it for life or and I have to run every day, rain, snow, ice, and, and, and put myself in harm's way or I, I'm separating myself from my family, whatever those things are, um, that, uh, that that fills up that space. Or, or, you know, I look to something far more you know deadly uh, and and that 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 space of smoking is gone now and and praise god for that but i've got to fill that up now with something else to which i at which i look for life or to which i look for life and and if it's another addiction it's it's simply i'm i'm exchanging one demon for another here uh, or or seven others more worse than the first and what may is saying is we have to leave that space open for, because that's the place where grace resides, because it is only grace that can keep us free from from looking elsewhere. And, and I think that's exactly what that first commandment is saying is, I'm the one who led you out of Egypt, a place of slavery. Don't replace me with any other God. Allow me to be me. Allow me in that space. And let that space become one of grace, uh, because that's the only one that can truly give us life. It's the only one that can truly fill that up. I mean, Augustine is correct. We are made for you, O God, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. We try to look for it everywhere else and put other demons in there. There's only one, one that belongs there, and that is the God of life. I went on longer. I wanted to go shorter today because I've had some long podcasts this week, but I just get babbling. God love y'all. Uh, let's pray. Oh, let's end our week with uh, with one more joyful mystery. And again, invite you to bring any intentions uh, to this prayer. Lay them at the feet of our blessed mother so she can lay them at the foot of the throne of God. And let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth joyful mystery, the finding of Jesus in the temple. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done My friends, thank you for uh, taking time to uh, break open God's word with me this Friday. And uh, have the best of weekends. Uh, Be safe, be healthy, be loved, be uh, joyful among family and friends. And I look forward to us breaking open God's word again next week. God's peace.